0: Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? I just want to say, how are you doing, you beautiful bastards? How are you doing? You know who this is. This is S. Anthony Thomas, host of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, which of course is starring the aforementioned me, S. Anthony Thomas. How are you doing? It's Monday afternoon. Is when I'm recording this It'll be up a little bit later on today And I want to say thank you And you're probably going Why are you saying thank you? Thank you because we're listening Thank you because we're in different countries listening Thank you because we keep recommending you to people Thank you because your audience is growing because of us Yes, that's the reason I thank you But I thank you for that anyway This is a different thank you And I'm gonna, I'll explain why I woke up this morning and I wasn't feeling that well In fact, I might, you might uh, say that I was feeling like What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, here's the word crap. I felt like crap. And sometimes and I know this has happened to you. You can relate to this. You, you wake up and the moment your eyes open, the first thing you're thinking is today's going to kind of suck. Well, that's what it felt like when I woke up and I immediately knew I wasn't feeling well. And the moment my eyes popped open it was like, oh, sunshine, today's going to suck. That's what I felt like when I got up. Had to run some errands today. Errands and doing crap that I didn't want to do for people. Um, it was my obligation to do those things but I just didn't feel well and even when I'm feeling well I didn't want to do this crap but you got to do what you got to do if you want to help people so I did those things and the whole time I'm feeling like crap and the whole time I'm thinking good lord 24 more hours of this this day is going to absolutely suck and while I was running errands I remember this is Monday and what do I do on Mondays? Mondays I record the Yes Anthony Says podcast and when I record the S. Yes, Anthony Says podcast that means I get to talk to all of my beautiful bastards and that would be you and the moment I remembered it was the day that I record my podcast and then my podcast is listened to by a whole bunch of my beautiful bastards. I started to feel better. You see that, folks? Not only do you make me feel good with the kind words that you say to me and the nice tweets and all of that stuff, but the simple fact that I was going to be recording this podcast knowing my beautiful bastards. We're going to listen to it made me feel better. So I have you to thank for feeling better right now. Now, granted, about an hour from now when I'm finished recording this... During the editing process, I'm going to start feeling like crap again, but then I'm going to start feeling good again because I'm going to go, wait a minute. I feel like crap during the editing process, but then I'm going to upload this crap and they're going to hopefully like this crap. And if they like this crap, I'm going to be glad I did this crap. So thank you for that. Special shout outs to one of my top bastards, the mighty mighty at Twitter hero. And if you're on Twitter, make sure you follow at Twitter Hero. And it's only spelled with one T, not three T's or two T's. It was with three T's at one point. But then he realized having those extra two T's put him in a different tax bracket. And why should he pay extra money? Hell no. So it's only at Twitter Hero with one T instead of two. Yeah, that's right. Special shout out to the In Session Film podcast to Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks, to Quadcast podcasts, to the Podcast Digest, to the Naked Porch Podcast. These are all podcast homies and homettes. Go check them out, and I will be uh, letting you know by name some of the other shows that I think are cool and that you should check out after you check out my podcast, you bastards. You know what I'm saying. So, my friends, Are you ready for episode number 193 of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast? Of course we are. You're incredible. Wow. It's amazing when thousands of people in different countries have the, you know, actually speak with one high-pitched voice. That's really me pretending to be them saying wonderful things. (laughs) I mean, it's actually really all of you. It's all of your voices that is actually saying it. It's really us. It's definitely not you making the voice, giving an opportunity to give yourself cheap compliments because you're incredibly good looking, fantastic in the sack and an incredible podcast. Oh, come on audience. <laughs> I really appreciate the compliments. It's not a compliment. They're facts. You're incredible. Oh, wow. You guys are the best. You know what? I'm getting a little embarrassed with all of these accolades that I'm actually earning from you. That's really not me using a voice pretending to be you. (laughs) Shut up. And now I'm going to roll that theme song because that's what I do at the end of the intro, right? I'm gonna, that's what I do. So that's what I'm about to do. And you know what I say when I'm about to roll the theme song. You know you're listening to this in your car. You know you're listening to this on the phone. You know you're listening to this while you're mowing the lawn or walking down the street. Maybe people will think you're weird that you're saying something out of context to them. But you're part of the beautiful bastard family. So you know they're all saying it. And I'm saying it at the same time. So get ready on the count of three. What am I going to do? I'm going to <coughs> roll that theme song. Now. Go S. S. Anthony Thomas. Go S. Okay, my friends, I just want to say something right now. And it's important that it's said. It's important that your King Bastard tells his beautiful bastard something that you need to know. And excuse my language, I just want to say you are not an asshole. There, I said it. Now, you're probably wondering what the hell am I talking about? I'm talking about the fact that you're not really an asshole. Everybody gets called an asshole. I'm sure that the overwhelming majority of people that are called assholes aren't actually assholes. Yeah, I'm saying it right if you overtly do something to hurt somebody else or to take advantage of somebody else just because you're mad at them or just because you want to get even with them or just because you feel like messing with somebody or trolling someone in real life then yes you are in fact an asshole but if you're being called an asshole because you didn't do what somebody else wanted you to do then that does not make you an asshole it makes you someone who is looking out for number 1 And it's okay to look out for number one. Everybody looks out for number one. If you say you don't, you may not be an asshole, but you're a liar. Yeah, I said it. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. Everybody's selfish sometimes. And it annoys me when people act like they're not selfish. Because if you act like you're not selfish, I automatically look at you. And I'm going to watch you because I know you're setting something up, you lying bastard. There's nothing wrong with being selfish and being selfish doesn't make you an asshole. No, it does not. I don't care what anybody else says. Everybody looks out for number one. Let me ask you a question. Somebody gets out of line. It's a long line at a supermarket. Now, if they get out of line really quickly, run to grab something and jump back in line... You don't mind that too much. It's not a big deal. But what about you are in line? You ever have this? Now, I, like I said, if I'm in line and somebody's in front of me, they go, I'll be right back. And they go and grab something real quick. Or they come back in a couple seconds. I don't even pay attention to. I might even defend their place in line, even though I don't know the person. Oh, they were, this person was already here. This person was here. But I didn't see him when I came up. Yeah, but they were here before. But I didn't see him. Look, dude, they were here. You weren't here. What about everybody else? He was here, 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 he was here. here. See, we all said that the person was here. Shut up, punk. But what about the person goes away for a long period of time? What about the person that's in line in front of you And there's a bunch of people in front of you in line And there's a bunch of long lines And you don't want to be in this line in the first place You don't even want to be in this store You came in because you needed to buy something And you couldn't get it at any other time This is the only time you could get it And this is the worst time to get it And you don't want to be there in the first place And you're already pissed off Before you walked into the store And you're in this long ass line And there's a person in front of you And everybody's looking at each other with that look as if See, Believe how long this line Believe how long this line not realizing that everybody that's looking at each other, giving each other the you can't. Be, can you believe how long this line face is the reason that the line's long in the first place? Because if we weren't here, there'd be no line. Nah, that's right. I said it. So there's a person in front of you. And I'll be back in a minute. And they run away and they go away so long that you forgot what they looked like when they come back. Right. You're standing in line. You can't, I mean, you're not really having a conversation with anybody. Everybody's on their cell phone or maybe there's a bunch of people around you you don't want to talk to in the first place and you gotta sit there standing among a bunch of other people, but feeling like you're on a desert island full of people you want to smack in the face because why did these bastards have to shop today when I'm in a hurry? And this fool gets to run off and go to the food court and have a slice of mini Pizza Hut pizza and some damn soda, some crap. Get to run around and do a little more shopping and all of a sudden this bastard comes back. They walked away with three items and they come back with 23 items. Oh no. And you're looking at the items and you can already see the items in the cart and you can already see that the tags with the ID codes are smudged or ripped. So you know that as soon as they get up there, of the 23 items, 7 of them have ripped things and that person behind the counter is going to have to go, a price check on aisle 6 for the jackass who could have looked and seen that there were other items that are exactly like this that did not have messed up ID codes, thus making sure that the line lasts longer. Somebody please stab this person. you know that's coming, and you're looking at the person like you had three items. You come back with 20 more items, and you're going to cut back in line. And you want to not get the person back in line. And then what starts to happen is the people that started to come into the line afterward and didn't see that person, see that person cutting in line, and they say, "Where are you going? You can't get in line. You can't. You know, you can't do the, get, get back. Get back. You, who the hell is this? you getting in line?" And then they look at you, the person who walked away. Sucked you into watching this spot. They go away. They had three items. Now they got twenty-three items, and then they're trying to talk to you like your old friends. Hey, this guy, I was in front of this guy right here, and like you, like you. Oh, let's see. There's fifteen pissed-off people, and I've seen enough news reports where people wait for you in the parking lot and beat you down. I'm not getting beaten down for some sucker who had three items and now comes back with twenty-three items. I have already had the time I'm going to be in the store elongated by your punk ass coming back with some more crap punk. And you got your headphones on and you're acting like you can't hear him. And you're looking at your phone acting like you can't see him. And you're going, let's see if this person has enough balls to tap me to make me acknowledge him. Shit, they do have enough balls and they tap you on the shoulder. I was here, right? I really don't remember. (coughs) <coughs> I'm no. I, I, were you here? I, I really don't remember and the person. I was here. Remember, I had the guy. I had one apple, and I had this, and that, and that, and then I went away to get some. Muscle. I, I I, don't know. I, I was really, really paying attention. Remember, you said you were going to watch this place. I, I really don't remember. Yeah, that's right. Does that make you an asshole? I don't think so why should you sit here and defend this chump who walked away and came back with 20 items when they had 20 extra items and make it a total of 23 with the ripped up ID tags and now all of a sudden the 20,000 people behind you want to kick the crap out of them and they expect you to jump in and get the, cat, the crap kicked out of you too for some punk you don't know does that make you an asshole no it makes that person an asshole so like I said folks You're not assholes. It's okay to sometimes look out for number one, and you know you do. You ever let somebody in traffic you let one person in and you feel good you feel like you did your good deed for the day because if you let that, didn't let that person in you know damn well the pieces of crap behind you were not going to let the person in how do you know? because every car behind you is tailgating you and you're purposely not tailgating the car in front of you because you are not a bag of guano juice And you let the person in. And then what happens? Some jackass tailgates the person you let through so they can sneak their punk asses through. And you didn't have any intention of letting that sucker through. Now, is that person an asshole? No. Why Because that person knew you weren't going to let him through. And he's like, hey, if you're going to leave that opening, sucker, I'm going to get out of here. Why should I sit here for 47 minutes because a bunch of other people or assholes won't let me in? Is that person an asshole? No, that person's looking out for number one. Have I done that? You're damn right. Does that make me a bad person? Hell no. It makes me a person that wants to get home. Don't act like you haven't done it. Don't try to judge me, bastards. I know that crap. You've done it, so shut up. You know damn well you've done it. I don't do it all the time, but if I'm going to hurry you damn right, I do it. But does that make you an asshole? No. You ever cooked for your family And you notice that there's a couple of extra Chicken wings or you know Those wingdings and you, know, you get like a bag of wingdings Maybe you fry them up You put the barbecue sauce on them You put them in the oven You know you cook them up You try to make them like those buffalo wings That you got at, at the fast food place That actually made buffalo wings Or barbecue wings that you actually liked You got the sauce out there You got your blue cheese out there You got your ranch out there The game or the fight is going on You look at the number of people in there You look at the number of wings in there And you realize if you just take one wing from everybody they won't notice they ain't gonna know the difference between having between having 15 and having 12 how would they know they don't know how many are in the bag and what the hell it ain't like they paid for this crap in the first place they're gonna get 12 each that's enough they already ate the pizza and now they're gonna have the wings they don't know that they don't need to know that and I'll be out in a minute and you know damn well you got these little bowls together when you put the things in there and you look at them and you are going there's 15 in each one of these bowls and if I take one out of each one of these they ain't gonna know anything instead of that 15 they'll have 14 and you take one out you walk out almost ready guys oh that's right take your time thanks a lot for hosting this party no problem <laughs> you dumb bastard and you go back in and you take a wing and you eat the damn wing and that wing is good as crap because you cooked the crap out of those wings and you're going you know what I don't want it to be uneven because if he has 15 and everybody else has 14, they probably won't notice. But I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take a chance. And then you take one from everybody else and you grub it up. you damn right. They all have 14. And then you look at your bowl and you realize, wait a second. I only have 12, and they all have 14. Now, I could do some, I could even it out, but why should I? I'll just eat two from each one of the other, then you eat the, the two from everybody else, and now everybody has 12. That's not really that big of a deal. That doesn't make you an asshole, does it? No, makes you looking out for number one. All's fair in love, war, and homemade barbecue wingdings. Yeah, I said it. We've all done it. Come on. You ever run in the bathroom when you know someone else has to go to the bathroom as bad as you do? You know you could probably hold it, but you're like, why should I? You should have learned how to run faster, dick face. I'm in the bathroom, standing with your legs closed and pucker your butthole because you're going to have to wait, punk. <laughs> That's right. Don't act like you haven't done it. Come on, you big phonies. You mean to tell me you have never pulled up in front of your house, saw that your spouse's car was there, you don't feel like going back to the store to get another piece of cheesecake cuz you bought a piece of cheesecake cuz you thought they weren't going to be there. So instead of going in the house and maybe sharing the cheesecake or going in the house and going, "Here, honey, you have this cheesecake. I'll get another." Or turning around going back and getting another piece of cheesecake so you can both have cheesecake. You know what you do? You turn off the car lights and you back back down the street you back around the corner you eat the cheesecake you wipe your mouth and then you go in a house and you talk to your spouse and you won't even kiss them because you know they're going to stick their tongue down your throat. And they're going to go, wait a second. Not only was this a wonderful, passionate kiss, but you taste like cheesecake. Wait a minute, you bastard. You had cheesecake and you didn't bring me any cheesecake, you bastard. Yeah, that's right. Don't act like you haven't done it. If you're married, I know for a fact you've done it. I've never actually been married, but I've lived with women before. And I'm telling you right now. I know my ex-girlfriend. I know you're listening to this. We're still on good terms. I still love you like a sister. Okay, not like a sister because I've actually had sex with you about 2,000 times an hour because I got that kind of skill. <laughs> Wait a minute. That means it didn't last that long. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> shut up. So, I know you're listening to this and you know who I'm talking about. Well, yeah, we're we're actually living in the same state. You live in upstate New Jersey and i was all up on your jersey <laughs> i should probably stop doing that because we haven't had sex in years but that's a different story <laughs> can we have sex again no right. Really? Oh, yeah. it was my I, I know i broke up with you but i, mean, I still would i mean i didn't break up with you because i didn't like having sex but i broke up with you because you were jealous and a bit of a pain in the ass with the jealousy and the getting into fights with women and stuff. So. i mean i'm i, I do comedy and I, I perform in front of you know people and you know people want to come up and take pictures with me sometimes and you know who is that bitch? Who has that bitch hugging you? Cause I'm taking a picture with her. Cause she came like a hundred miles to see me. Oh, so the bitch came a hundred miles to see you. Well, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily call her a bitch. I mean, she just she's a she's a fan of my comedy. I mean, she saw me on you know. So you know. Oh, so she saw you on TV, huh? I bet she saw you on TV and was dreaming about fucking you. Okay, this is getting really weird. I'm think we're gonna have to end this relationship. Oh, so you're gonna end this relationship so she can fuck that bitch? Okay, we're gonna get out of here. Anyway. So we left on good terms, but she knows damn well. Well, maybe she doesn't know damn well, but I'm going to let her know damn well. You know that time I came home and you thought that was lipstick on my collar? And I told you it wasn't lipstick on my collar. And it wasn't lipstick on my collar. I wasn't cheating on you. I've never cheated on anybody. At least I didn't sexually cheat on you. But let me tell you something. Now, I, I can tell you this now because we're not in a relationship. I'm not trying to get it on with you anymore. And quite frankly, we rarely see each other. We see each other every once in a while. We're not, I, I don't have to impress you anymore. I don't even have to be nice to you anymore. I'm nice to you because I'm nice to everybody. But I'm going to tell you right now, since I'm t- doing this whole segment on how you're not an asshole, you're not a piece of crap because you look out for number one. Well, let me tell you something and you know what your name is. Ha ha ha. That wasn't lipstick on my collar. Do you know what that was? That was pizza sauce. Oh yeah. And that place you didn't want me to get that pizza from because you were mad at the lady that worked there. <laughs> I went there and got a slice and I tore that slice up. You understand? I got news for you. That wasn't even a shirt I left with. You didn't even notice that. I ate some pizza and I ate that pizza soap. Passionately, I got it over my shirt, I walked out of the restaurant, went to the back of my car, got one of my shirts that I used for the shows, I put it on and I ate and I still got a little bit of sauce on my collar. Yeah, that's right. So I wasn't cheating on you with a woman, I was tearing that pizza up. Oh yeah, that pizza was giving it to me real good, all them flavors, you're damn right. And when I took that pizza and I picked it up and I put it in my face and I sunk my teeth into it and chewed it, I didn't. At first I thought about you and I thought, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. She really hates the, play, the lady at this place and she didn't want me to come back to this place because she hates the lady at this place. But I loved the pizza and I loved her more. But if she was one, the pizza was 1A. You're yeah, damn right. And as it turns out, I still eat that pizza daily Uh oh by the way the hostess says hello because she's not mad at you anymore (laughs) yeah that's right but does that make me an asshole no it makes me someone that loves pizza and doesn't like a crazy woman to stop me from eating pizza that's right i actually (laughs) i should have got pizza in your car yeah since we're going to go there miss Crazy, and I had to break up with you because you were jealous and acting like an idiot. I got news for you. I'm the I, I actually remember that time I took your car to get it detailed as a gift to you. Do you know how close I came to going to that pizza place and having pizza? and eating it in your car do you know how close I came to doing that but because of the kind of guy I am I didn't do it I got your car detailed I took your car back home I put the bow on the, rem- on the window remember that and I had a nice gift in the trunk for you remember how romantic that was when you were doing that watching at that bow and I knew the relationship was kind of petering out at that point you were sitting there jumping around talking about, oh, you're the greatest. Oh, such a great gift. You open up the trunk. You saw the gift. Oh, this is, so, this is so nice. And we went upstairs and got it on. And I put that work in on you while I was doing what I do to you. And you were loving every second of it. I had a whole stomach full of that pizza. Yeah, that's right. My relationship with the pizza has been unbroken, but my relationship with you is over. Has been over for years, and I think this just got weird. <laughs> but does that make me an asshole? No. It does not make you an asshole if you do a pizza cheat. No, it does not. It doesn't make you an asshole if you slide through traffic. If somebody was only going to let one person through when you know that if you don't get through at that moment, you're going to be there for another hour. That does not make you an asshole. No, it does not make you an asshole if you back down the street and eat cheesecake the same way I back down the street and ate that pizza that that girl gave me. She actually gave me extra slices to teach you a lesson, but that's a different story. But that does not make me an asshole, and it does not make you an asshole, you beautiful bastards. All I'm saying is it's okay to look out for number one on certain occasions. It's okay. It's okay to have that piece of pizza and not not share it with your girlfriend or your wife. Or have that cheesecake and not share it with your girlfriend, your wife, or your husband. It's okay. It's okay to steal buffalo wings from your friends at the party they shouldn't have been dumb enough to send you back there to get it in the first place. Yeah, I said it. That's right. You only got, you always supposed to get 15 wings and you got 12. Shut up. It's like, I, that's, that's my tip for going back to the kitchen and seasoning that crap and bringing it to you. I know all my friends that were at that party, they didn't even realize they only got 12 wings when they should have gotten 15. But shut up, jackasses. That's what you get. You You play with the bull, you get the horns. <laughs> <coughs> and i know you i know the guys are at the party are listening like I, I didn't even know we got 12 wings well you would have had 15 but your lazy asses didn't want to get up and get your own wings come on man you do it man you the one you the one that came like last man you did you should go in you should go in and get the wings man come on man, just put some barbecue sauce on them and put them back in. I said, this isn't it. come on man well that's my payment for doing it punks And it does not make me an asshole. The same way it doesn't make you, my beautiful bastards. It doesn't make you an asshole sometimes when you think of yourself first. It's okay to think of yourself first. It's okay to put some candles around the bathtub and stay in there a little bit longer. There's more than one, if there's more than one bathroom in the house, let them walk to the other bathroom. Yeah, that's right. Why sit in that tub and think of yourself? it's okay to stay in that bathroom an extra hour and let your husband stay with the kids you know let's be honest with you he wasn't all when he said I'm gonna go out there and change the oil in the car did you actually see him change the oil in the car or did he uh, if you notice that he decides he wants to change the oil in the car every time your three kids start acting like jackasses and fighting with each other yeah that's right there was nothing wrong with the car and you know damn well lady you didn't need to be in that damn tub that long but you were looking out for number one and it's okay It doesn't make you an asshole, it really doesn't. You have my permission to look out for number one in most occasions. But there's one other occasion where you should think about somebody else and put them first. And that occasion is this occasion. When it comes to podcasts, damn it, you listen to me first. I know you like cereal. I like cereal too. I know you like the Joe Rogan podcast. I also like the Joe Rogan podcast. But they have hundreds of thousands listening to them. Millions of people listening to them. And I merely have thousands listening to me. I have thousands. They have hundreds of thousands and in the case of serial maybe millions so they're gonna get their numbers anyway but damn it you listen to me first then you go listening to them that's right put yourself first in most occasions but when it comes to podcast listening damn it put me first yeah I said it <laughs> segment over okay guys let's talk about something uh, <laughs> something kind of interesting here I um I have a guy that uh, that uh, that's a, a friendly guy that kind of works on the car. Now, there's nothing wrong with my car right now. But, you know, every once in a while I'm I'm driving by and I'll see him and I'll honk the horn. And, uh, you know, hey, how's everything going with the mighty Toyota Camry, which is what I drive. And so everything's going good, man. Everything's going good. There. And then, you know, I kind of get out and we talk and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he was telling me about a lot of times when people come to him. The reason is he, he, he able to fix these cars so quickly is because the problems that these guys have when they come to him are just really stupid things. You know, they didn't check a check engine light. They didn't pay attention to it. And it was a minor problem, but it turns into a medium sized problem, something he can knock out in about a half an hour. And he realizes and he knows that if these people actually paid attention to their check engine lights, he would not have them. Uh. As customers for that, I mean, he may still be doing oil changes and you know the regular maintenance, but the kind of things that he sees all the time are the people that just aren't paying attention to the check engine light, and that's a really weird thing. I know, guys, literally, and this is literally, I know. Say, say, when you when you see the check engine light, usually it's 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 minor crap that really doesn't make a difference. It's the kind of thing that sometimes you can let it go for a, a day or a week or something like that, you know. A, Like if you have a, uh, when it says brake, it means usually it's either you have a low brake pad and you can just get on your knees and take a look at that. Or you can open up your hood and check and see how much brake fluid you have. And if it's it's heading towards the low side, you can probably get away with that for a very short period of time. I mean, enough time to take your groceries home and then go back to the store and get it or whatever. But it's not something that needs to be done right this second. Of course, I would do right this second because I don't want to be running around with no bad brakes. I'm not an idiot. But you know what I'm saying or your check oil light. I know a guy that literally didn't. The only time he knows his car has low oil is when the low oil light comes on in his car. And even when that comes on in his car, his dumb ass does not immediately put oil in or check the oil or any of that kind of crap. You know, the kind of things you would do if you're not an idiot. But it's amazing to me how the car is obviously less complex than a human being. And I talked in the intro about me feeling like crap. I feel a lot better now. I know you were going to email me and ask and just in, in, in advance. Thank you. Well, I feel pretty decent right now, but I felt like crap earlier. And that's what I was describing in the intro to this show. But the thing is, cars have that warning. But when they warn you, they warn you with enough time to fix the problem so it doesn't become a bigger problem. You know, but when we get sick as human beings, we don't get any kind of warning. You know, what we get The thing. We don't get anything that tells us we're going to be sick soon. We just wake up and we're sick. Or all of a sudden we start feeling like crap. All of a sudden your stomach starts hurting. All of a sudden your head starts hurting. All of a sudden you don't feel well. All of a sudden your mouth is dry. And you're going what the hell was going on and we did not pay attention to it. Or there was no warning at all because the body doesn't warn you when it's about to get sick. It just gets sick. Yes, if you went to the doctor every day or every a month or so, every month or every couple of weeks, they would go, "You know you're going you're having a little problem with your seizors and so your six six is just up up to six point two and it should be at six point one, but you know it's six point three, but then you're not really a problem until it's seven, but just at six point all of that crap, They'd give you a warning, but I want the body to give us a warning when we're about to be sick, not when we're sick, that sucks. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if the body just did that? I'm not talking about something as intricate as actually having the words. You're going to have a really, really bad headache on Thursday. The physical words that come up on your arm because that would require your body to command the language. And that would be a little weird because the body was here before the languages were here. And that's not possible. Yeah, I said it. Shut up. But wouldn't it be cool if there was some kind of warning sign on your non writing hand? Like if you're right-handed, it happens on your left hand and vice versa. Wouldn't it be great if, say, there's five major things that could go wrong with you that aren't major things, but enough to slow you down and make you miss work? And depending on which, which finger turned a certain color, you know by the finger what the ailment was, and by the color what the severity of the ailment was. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great to know that the thumb was corresponding to the intestines and the stomach. And if there was something going wrong with the intestines or the stomach, you'd get a warning on your thumb. And if it was a light color, you knew you'd be a little, a little gassy. You know, maybe you you wouldn't want to eat because you're little, you know, you'd have a little tummy ache. Nothing that's going to slow you down, just enough to annoy you. You know, something that you'd mention in passing, but nothing major. But what about you looked at your thumb and your thumb wasn't a light color? Your thumb was paisley. Oh no if it's going to be something like a paisley thumb you know what that means just a regular multicolored thumb might mean diarrhea but a paisley thumb means explosive diarrhea, in fact it would actually, if everything worked out the way I would like to, it would give you such a warning it would actually let you know what day this was going to happen you would look at your thumb on Sunday and you'd go, oh no explosive diarrhea is going to happen on Friday, I don't want explosive diarrhea and I definitely don't Want it happening on Friday, but you'd rather have the warning on your thumb so you could call into work and tell your boss, hello, boss. What's going on? I can't come in Friday. What's wrong? Well, how do you know you can't come in Friday? What's going on? I just checked my thumb. Well, what color is it? It's Paisley. Oh, my God. Explosive diarrhea. You definitely don't need to be coming in here because we're going to have a presentation. And the last thing we want to see is a presentation from you from the back of your pants. You get a, Just don't come in. in fact. Don't come back till Tuesday. You stinky butt bastard. But wouldn't you like to have a warning, right? Everybody's had an upset stomach and had some stuff almost happen to them. Everybody has a story about almost getting to the bathroom. You've all had that story. You've, if, if, especially if you're dudes. If you're dudes, not only do you tell everybody the story about you almost going to the bathroom, you do it in incredibly, incredibly horrible detail. And even other dudes who love gross out stories say, dude, shut up. But I like to have warnings before bad things happen. I would like to know when something bad is going to happen. I would love that. I would love that. But cars get it. But we don't. We just don't. But if we did, would we even pay attention to it? Because every relationship, when the relationship starts to turn to crap, we have warning signals there. Everybody else can see them. Sometimes we see them, but we choose to ignore them. We know the person that you're with is crazy. You know what's going on. Right. You check your oil every time you fill up your gas tank, don't you? You pull up the hood, you take the stick out, you take you take a rag, you wipe off the stick, you put the stick back in then you take the stick back out and you have a reading and you see that L and that H. Right. And if the thing is between the L and the H closer to the H than the L, then, you know, you got enough oil in your car. If it's past the H meaning high, you got too much oil in your in your in your in your engine. If it's below the L, which is low, you know, you don't have enough oil in the engine and you can make an adjustment before there's a problem. If you do that, you'll actually be able to make an adjustment before the low engine, the low uh, oil light shows up in your car. Yeah, all you got to do is pick up the hood and take the stick in, uh, pull the stick out, wipe the stick off, take the stick back in and pull the stick back out, look at it and see what's going on. And most of us probably do that with the car. But do we do that with the relationship? Nope. We have access to the stick. The stick's right there every time. The stick is the expression on her face or his face when you walk into the room. You can look at that. You can take the stick out, uh, wipe off the stick, put the stick back in, pull the stick back out, and find out how much oil slash love is in your relationship. If it's below the L, there's not enough. If it's beho- above the H, then it means you're dating me. Ah, ha ha. <laughs> but sometimes we pull out that stick, and it's getting towards the low side. But we know technically, if it's above low and and you know, if it's above the low, it's still barely enough to get it going and the car hasn't been acting up so why put any more oil in? I'm, I'll i get around to it. I'm going shopping on Sunday. I know it's Tuesday but I'll go shopping on Sunday and they have oil at the at the supermarket and I'll buy it there. I know technically I should probably just go across the street right now, buy some oil walk back to the car, pick up the hood and then pull off the, to take the cap off, take the cap off the engine, dump in the quart of oil wait five minutes, put take the stick out, wipe the stick off, put the stick back in and then pull the stick back out and check it and then it'll tell me how much more oil I need to add or if I don't need to add oil but that would be a little too hard it would require me walking about a quarter of a block I don't feel like it And we've all done that in relationships and don't act like you haven't you took the stick out you put the stick back in you take the stick out you wipe off the stick you look at the stick and you see that it's hidden towards low Yes, I could tell the other person that I care about them, but I'm going shopping Sunday, aka, we have an anniversary coming up, I'll throw her some flowers, I'll throw him a watch or some crap like that, that's good enough, that'll hold him or her over, they already know I love him, damn it, why do I gotta add oil slash love to the engine, it mean it's running fine right now, I'll put oil in later, oh no. Then eventually, the check oil light in the engine comes on. Oh no, now you know it's low, real low. But the engine's running fine, even though the oil light's on. But the engine's running fine, but the oil light's on. But the engine's running fine, but the oil light's on. Oh no, he's not going to check. Oh no. I've been there. I've been in relationships where I didn't take the stick out, wipe off the stick, put the stick back in, take the stick back out and check the oil slash love. I've done it like an idiot. I've been there with a damn check. Oil light was on. I didn't pay attention to it. I know what it's like when you finally realize, oh, no, I should have checked the oil, the engine light. What do, I, what do I mean by that? You come home and you realize all her stuff is gone or your stuff's on fire. One of the two. Either way, it's not good. You should have checked the oil, you dumb bastard. But the funny thing about it is, like I said there's there's warnings sometimes the warnings are warnings that you don't even see at all, right? you ever have somebody get in the car and they tell you that your check oil light is on, they tell you that your check engine light is on, and you didn't even see it, and you're sitting in the freaking driving seat and you didn't see it, but they look across and they say, hey man, your check engine light's on, huh? oh, it's all right, well, it's been running fine, all right, I mean, huh. I mean, I mean, it must have been on already. I just didn't notice it. But I mean, the engine's running fine. I mean, listen, you hear it. See, it's humming along fine, I guess. Maybe it's just the sensor. Maybe it's just the sensor. Maybe it's that because the engine's running fine. I don't need to get a check. You know, I think that I think it's just a bad sensor. I think it's a bad sensor. And that's what you say. Hey, man. Your girl seems kind of pissed off, man. What's going on? Oh, it's okay. I mean, she may seem pissed off, but I don't notice that she's pissed off. I can't tell she's pissed off. I mean, everything's running fine. We got it on last night, and everything. So I don't see, I don't, I don't see there's a problem. I mean, the, 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 I mean, I know the, the, the check relationship lights on, but I mean, I, I don't see a problem. As we're running fine, we got it on two times last week, and we normally got it on three times in the week. But this time we got it on two times, so I'm sure everything's fine, right? Hey, 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 you hey, hey, yeah, dumb bastard. <coughs> And I've been there. Sometimes you can't see the check engine light because her boobs are in the way. Oh, I would check the check engine light. But look at them things. Oh, yeah. You would check the engine light, right, ladies? But you can't see it because his big biceps in the way. You can't see it. Oh. But it's still there. I wish we would pick up. I wish we would pay attention to signals sometimes. You know, I've had friends, you know. Tell me that a girl I was dating was crazy, and I thought that they were the ones that were crazy. These guys are crazy. She's great, (laughs) right? And then you find out a little bit later on that they were not wrong about her being crazy. That's right, because you're going, "Why, when I walked in the house, are you aiming a rocket launcher at me? When the how did you get an RPG in the country? I thought that those things were illegal, right?" even if it's not something silly, I mean, I've never had a girlfriend be really violent, not physically violent, but I've had ones that have been really emotionally violent. And you can see the emotional violence ratcheting up and ratcheting up and ratcheting up. And each time they do something emotionally violent to you, whether it be a man or a woman, you got to realize that's the check engine light on. It means you're either going to have to fix this engine or replace the engine or the car. A couple of times, (laughs) a couple of times I made the decision to say, I'm going to try to fix this, this engine, damn it. I know that every time I fix one thing, another thing goes or falls apart. But I wanna. I made a commitment, damn it, and I'm gonna fix this. side, then now I'm gonna fix the gasket. I'm gonna put a new gasket in. And okay, now that's broken. Okay, I'm gonna get another timing belt. Okay, the oil pump's gone. Okay, I'm gonna fix the oil pump. Okay, the water pump's gone. Okay, I'm gonna and I'm gonna fix. And then now, now and now this is and this is that that and every time you fix one thing, it goes wrong. It's like watching the Three Stooges. That famous scene where. One of the Three Stooges was trying to get all four legs of the table to stand up to comic effect and it did not happen and every time he got three up and attempted to get the four up the other three would go down and when he'd get some of the other ones up the other ones would go down and eventually he got all four of them up and I think one of them I think it landed on his hand or some crap like that I can't remember exactly what happened but the idea is he tried in vain to make sure everything got to working and it didn't get to working. I was thinking about that when the guy was telling me about all the people that was coming that were coming into him to fix their cars and the major reason that those dumb bastards were coming in was because they weren't checking the check engine lights. Like I said, the body doesn't tell you anything until you're sick. You just get sick. But your car will warn you, you gotta pay attention. And your relationship will warn you, but you gotta pay attention. But upon reflection, as I speak to you, I realize, yeah, if you really think about it, maybe the body did warn me um, that I was going to be feeling bad today. Maybe there was a warning because I remember when that person that cooked for me was handing me the food, my stomach actually crawled out of my body, jumped onto the plate, hands popped out of the stomach and it waved no. And I said, that's really weird that my stomach actually crawled out of my body, jumped out of uh, through my mouth, which was rather uncomfortable, by the way, jumped onto the plate and waved no, then crawled back into my mouth and attached itself. And then I ate the food and I could hear something in my stomach going, I tried to tell this bastard, you know what? I'm going to give him explosive diarrhea, make him dehydrated. And I said to my stomach, I heard that. And I said, and what are you going to do about it? I tried to warn you. Okay. None of that actually happened. (laughs) <laughs> but I just I just you know it, it just got me thinking man I mean the, you know it's amazing how after something bad happens to us or you know something weird happens to us we always see afterward What the damn warning signs were. But we did not see the damn warning signs in the beginning. We didn't see them when they were actually warning signs. You know, after something bad happens to you and you go back and you think about the crap that was trying to tell you that bad crap was going to happen. It's not a warning sign. What it is, is an instant replay. It's like watching a football game you know don't throw at that cornerback he has 27 interceptions this year don't throw at him i need to throw at him anyway and then you're going i really wonder what happened and you're going do you do you do, do you read the stats do you check out do you scout the other team and you know that the guy gets interceptions damn there every time you throw the ball over there and then you go back and watch the instant replay. hey wait a minute if you can see i dropped back to pass and i was i was actually looking in his direction He actually started laughing and then I threw the ball and then he intercepted it. And then as he rolled, as he ran up the field, pointing at me, you know, returning it for a touchdown. He actually said, why did you throw it, you dumb bastard? But thank you. I I probably should have. I probably should have paid attention to the fact that I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) This makes you think. Because, like I said, I'm now at the point where I, I try my best to. Pay as much attention as possible because, like I said, now I've avoided a whole bunch of things because I now know that I have to watch out for the warning signals. You know, when I got my car fixed, I immediately jump on everything. That's a a problem. You know, uh, health wise, I immediately jump on anything before it becomes a problem. And in my last relationship... As soon as the, I mean, I was I was on that I was on at this. As soon as the check engine light went on, I knew. I took a I put picked up the hood. I made a deep uh, inspection of the engine, and I realized that even though it looks good and it's humming along right now. Upon reflection, upon checking it very, very closely and looking at everything, all the seals and the gaskets and the hoses, I realized that this is just a really bad engine that got prettied up until I'd buy the vehicle. And That's what happens a lot, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they do that in car dealerships all the time. They get a car that's fucked up and then they, you know, they steam clean it and then they they put a little armor all on all the hoses. And you're thinking, oh, man, these hoses look great. Oh, man, this looks great. And then it dries up and then you pick up your engine three weeks later and your hoses look like they've been in this since 1974, you know, <laughs> you know. You know, all of a sudden, all the thing, when you're driving the car home, they put all that crap inside. You know, they give it the lube job, you know, and this car, this car doesn't rattle at all. And then three weeks later, it sounds like that. Sounds like a Tasmanian devils in all the doors. But if you know what you're looking for. Even if somebody tries to fool you by armor all the hoses and fool you by putting some crap in the car to make it not rattle the way it should rattle on a regular basis. Even if somebody tries to fool you, you can see all the warning signs. You can see the rusty bolts. <laughs> you can see the bent frame if you look closely enough. So I've learned now to take a. A good look at all the warning signs. So when something comes along, no matter what it is, whether it be a friend, a business opportunity, uh, an opportunity to do this or do that or hang around this person or do that, that kind of thing. I'm looking for the warning signals and I can see the check engine light. A lot of times I'm at the point now where I can see that there's a problem with the engine before the check engine light comes on. Can you? Segment over. You know what? I don't want to play a certain game anymore. And everybody plays this game at some point, but it there comes a point in time where you don't want to play the game anymore. And I don't want to, You know that game musical chairs used to play when you were a kid, you know, they'd have a bunch of chairs there and one more person than chairs and then the music start. But be 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 beep 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 be 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 and the music would stop and everyone would try to find a chair and there'd be one person without a chair and that person would would have to leave and then another chair would disappear and the music would start again and it would repeat that process until there was two chairs and one I mean uh, two people in one chair and then eventually there'd be a winner well that's what fl- there's a game like that for flirting as well and I used to call it flirting musical chairs and it was a game that I, I unwittingly was uh, forced to participate in a long time ago and I remember this story because as somebody tried to get me to do that just now <clears throat> well not just now but today and I refuse to play the flirting game. I give I, all my flirting now is su- super duper soft flirting, unless I'm absolutely trying to, you know, pursue a relationship with the woman. Other than that, I'm not doing it because I'm not playing that stupid game. But I was remember I was in my early twenties, and there was this lady I was found ridiculously attractive. I didn't think I was going to. Pers- I wasn't really trying to pursue a relationship with her at all. That's the truth. <clears throat> It's the honest goodness truth. But there were a bunch of guys there, like five or six guys. Now, she wasn't jumping on top of dudes or anything like that, but she did. She was the kind of person that was flirty. And when you're young, you can't tell the difference between someone who's really flirting with you and someone who's just playing the flirting game. But I was old enough at that point because I had been in nightclubs since I was 17 years old. So I was a little more mature when it comes to that kind of thing. So I knew she was playing the flirting game, but I had fun with it. You know, I looked forward to going to wherever this place was. I'm not going to say where it was. And running into her and having a little playful flirting. And then I'd go about my business. I looked forward to it. It was fun. And then one day I walked in there. And I knew there were like four other dudes she flirted with. And I, who cares? Like I said, I wasn't trying to pursue her. But... <clears throat> I walk into the place and, there's, and they're all we're all, kind, they're all kind of milling around and she's flirting with them. And I walk in and as I walk in, I can hear the music in the background. I'm going, isn't that the musical cheers Do, do, And then I saw her flirt hard with those other dudes like she normally did. And I came and I said, well, I guess it's the time where I flirt with this attractive woman who was absolutely ignoring me now. How you doing? And she wouldn't flirt anymore. Oh, no. <clears throat> I had lost my spot in, in the game. Apparently, there were only four chairs now, and there were five of us, and I was out. Okay, no problem. Maybe she just doesn't like me anymore. Whatever. You know, I'm not going to feel uncomfortable. I'll just, I just—I still got to come to this place. So it's not really that big of a deal. I just got to leave her alone. You know, I, I thought we were cool. Like I said, I never was never rude to her. I never tried to be uh, uh, disgusting or anything like that. In fact, I always let her initiate the flirting. I'm that type of dude. I do want to be disrespectful, especially since I wasn't actually trying to get with her. I walk in, I'm about to walk by, and I see the four dudes there, and apparently there were only three flirting chairs left. Not physical chairs, but you get the point. And I walk by, and I hear the music in the background. And there's another guy walking around, and I can see her flirting with three dudes, and there's another dude who is now being not flirted with. Oh, no, for him. And he's standing there with me and we're talking and I can tell he's disappointed because he, like I, enjoyed flirting with her. I wasn't trying to pursue a relationship. Maybe he was. I don't know. But he at least liked flirting with her. And I come back the next day and now do 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 and the next day do-do-do-do until there was one guy left. And we're going, okay, well, maybe she just likes that guy. And she was like, well, since she likes that guy, there's no reason to be flirting with the other guys. That's disrespectful. And then, uh, unfortunately, there was no music, but the chair was pulled out from his punk ass because now she wasn't flirting with anybody. It's really weird to watch the flirting game, the flirting musical chairs game, when you see that happening. Well, it was really weird because somebody tried to pull that move on me today. Um,. But as I said, I'm a lot. Obviously, I'm a lot older than I was then. So I'm I'm so keen to it. Like I said, I don't flirt hard. I don't give that aggra- no, I shouldn't say aggressive, but I don't give that flirting with intention unless I'm intending to try to uh, to, to uh, pursue this particular woman for a relationship. So my flirting with her was really, really, I could take it or leave it type flirting. And I walk by, and I see her. I could see that there was that she was anticipating me flirting with her i wasn't like i said uh but i was a little busy i just kind of walked past her and i kind of saw but she was talking to somebody so i didn't even say hello because i didn't want to interrupt their conversation and i go about my business and i'm on on my way out and i see three dudes there and it's obvious she's paying attention to two of the guys and not the other one. You know, I guess you could figure out that when I walked past, I kind of kicked my own chair out of the way because I didn't want to play the game. But it's really weird when you flirt with somebody and they flirt with you and then all of a sudden they stop flirting with you. And, you know, they're not in a relationship and then you're going, what the hell happened between yesterday and today? And I could see the dudes that are around that were around her when one of the guys got cut from the herd and I could see in his face like, what the hell did I do? He was completely confused. It's really weird when you flirt with someone and you look forward to flirting with them and they don't want to flirt with your punk ass anymore. It's a weird feeling. It was amusing to me after a while. Because now I don't really pay that much attention to her. I just treat her the same way I treat everybody else. Because I made a decision a while ago. Like I said earlier on in this segment. I'm not, I'm not going to start flirting with anybody. Unless I intend to pursue them. Not, I'm not saying no flirting at all. Like hey what's going on Hey, How you doing Hey, A little, that little punk flirting. But not the, not the serious stuff. And now I realize the simple fact that I don't stand there and flirt with this woman. Now all of a sudden she's kind of mad at me. You know, and I overheard he oh, don't even talk to me anymore. And I'm sitting there going, Well You know and I came in here a bunch of times and you were like oh, not actually you know, I just wanted to say hello, I just wave at you and you didn't even give me the wave back at this game and look like, huh oh. <laughs> That's one of the weirdest things in the world is when someone wants to play a game and you decide not to play the game, sometimes they get really, really mad at you and it's the funniest thing in the world. I think it's hilarious. You ever have somebody try to pick a fight with you and you just have no intention of fighting and they're and it becomes really clear you're not going to fight and they're just kind of disappointed like, but, 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 but I wanted to punch you, you know, <laughs> or, or make you punch me so I could punch you. Why come you're not participating? I'm not participating because I don't want to do stupid crap. I don't want to sit there flirting with someone without having an intention of pursuing a relationship. I know that I'm not the best looking guy in the world, but I also know that there are certain people that certain ladies that find me attractive and there's enough of them because I only need one. You know, when I find one woman that I'm attracted to, when I find one woman that I'm dating, I ignore all the other ones sexually in the first place. I don't pay attention to them. I don't really flirt when I have a girlfriend. When I have a girlfriend, all my attention is kind of on her. All my attention is on her. I want to make sure that she's happy. And because she's happy, then, you know, we take long trips to Bang City. Now, keep in mind, the lady that I'm talking about that I decided to stop flirting with because I just didn't feel like playing the musical chairs game. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. Would I take her on a long scenic trip to Bang City, you're damn right, but that's any attractive woman who doesn't have uh, diseases. If you're an attractive woman who's of legal age, no not of legal age, I wouldn't jump on top of an 18 year old but if you're between the ages of 30 and if you're 30 and over and I find you attractive, you must know that I would like nothing more unless you're crazy or have a disease to take you on a long scenic trip to Bang City now. I would never drive to where she is and then invite her to Bang City, oh no. But if I was driving on the scenic route to Happyville, And I saw her standing on the side of the road with a sign saying, I want to take a long trip to Bang City. Well, you know what I would do, my friends? I would pull my car over. I would unlock the passenger side lock. I would allow her to open the door. And I would say, hello, friend. Remember me? The person you used to flirt with. And then I decided I didn't want to flirt with you anymore because you were playing stupid games. And then I decided not to really have any conversation with you because you were starting to get weird. Yes. Well, I want to let you know just because I don't have any attachment to you on a personal level and I don't have any emotional attachment to you. I want to let you know right now that I still find you very physically attractive and I am looking forward to close the door, please close the door because uh, you am letting bugs in. I would like to let you know that, now that you're in the car, and I saw a sign that you were carrying that said you wanted to take a trip to Bang City, I want to let you know that I am looking forward to this trip to Bang City, and I'm going to take the scenic route, ha you're gonna take the scenic route to Bang City, of course, I'm not an 18 year old boy who just gets a woman in the car and wants to go to Bang City, and I just step on the gas and get to Bang City as quickly as possible, oh no, Haha. I'm a 47 year old man who's made several trips to Bang City, and I've mastered the the route to bang city and i know how to take the scenic route to bang city i know how to get there all the way to bang city and bring you back and still have gas left in the tank why cuz i'm an older guy who has the power well most of it of the power well a lot of it well the power okay 75% and that's my final offer of the of the of the young man but all the experience of an older man <laughs> so my sporadically flirting friend would you like to take a long scenic trip to bang city with us anthony why yes i would of course you would and that's how it would go you bastards if she gave me the time of day like that i'd take her on a trip to bang city because that's the kind of guy i am i like to give back to the community But I often wonder, do you, I mean, when you're flirting with somebody, when you're flirting with somebody, isn't it a little bit different when you're intending, when you're flirting with the intention of taking them on a slow trip to Bang City? Isn't that a different type of flirting? Don't you start to put in personal information? Don't you start to ask questions that you, so you can ascertain certain things, hmm? so you can find out whether they have a significant other, a husband, or whether there's someone they're pursuing at the time? Sure, there is. But I never go that far unless I'm actually planning on taking you on a trip to Bang City. So when I go to this place now When I go to this place often now Like I said I'm not actually mean to the lady I would never be mean to someone But when I saw That she was sporadically flirting She'd flirt and she wouldn't flirt And she'd flirt and she wouldn't flirt And she'd flirt and and she wouldn't flirt I got a little sick of it And I noticed myself Starting to look forward To the flirting And being disappointed When I would show up And there was no flirting And I'm thinking I'm allowing someone That I'm not even trying To take to Bang City Who I would take to Bang City But I'm not pursuing a trip To take her off to Bang City But I definitely would take to Bank City I'm letting that ruin even a few minutes of my day oh no oh no I remember one time this happened to me when I was living in California and there was a lady that was very very, very the same thing she was flirting and then she wasn't flirting and then she was flirting and then she wasn't flirting and then she would come on my desk and she'd be all in my face and then all of a sudden she'd act like she didn't know me and she'd flirting and then she'd and then she got mad at me because I stopped flirting with her because I didn't want to play the game And then I started to pursue another lady in the office. And this time, I was flirting with the intention of taking a trip to Bang City. And guess what happened? I took her on several scenic trips to Bang City. Oh, yeah. I even gave her one of those cards. You know, every time, every time she took a, or every third trip to Bang City, after we returned from Bang City, she'd get an ice cream cone. Every third trip. I used to punch the thing. This is your fourth trip to Bang City. You're one third of your way to another ice cream cone. I love the ice cream cones. I hope you like the trips to Bang City more. Well, I love the trips to Bang City. Uh Aha, but two more trips to Bang City. After the Bang City trip, you'll get another ice cream cone. Isn't that great? And after you get three ice cream cones, you get a free piece. Pizza. Oh, that's great. Bang City and pizza. Oh, don't get ahead of yourself. You've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And so I, I, I took another, pursued another lady in the office and we, we we started to get it on on a regular basis. And as it turns out, using the media idea of what is attractive the woman I was actually taking to Bang City using the media idea idea of what's physically attractive this woman who I was taking to Bang City was much more attractive than the woman that I wasn't taking to Bang City to me I found I found them equally attractive okay the woman I was actually taking to Bang City was slightly more attractive because I you know got to you know jump on top of her naked and get it on (laughs) but it was funny to watch her uh, because I had to deal with her because she had, you know, she was the one that did payroll and stuff like that. And here's your check. I'm like, why are you growling when you give me the check? And she was mad because now not only had I stopped flirting with her, I was now taking someone else to Bang City. ha <laughs> And in fact, that girl was talking about the trips to Bang City, and now the girl who was flirting, it didn't want to flirt, but sometimes she flirted she didn't want to flirt, but sometimes she flirted, but she didn't want to flirt, now was upset because now she wanted to take a trip to Bang City, where before she did not want to take a trip to Bang City, but it was too late. I only offer trips to Bang City one time. If you deny your trip to Bang City, you are now on the banned list of people who can no longer. You are on the no-fly list. You are on the no-ride-to-Bang City list. Unless, um, you know, I, I decide that you, you really attract them. I'm like, what am I, an idiot? That's it. And I, well, why am I not taking this woman on a trip to Bang City? She wants to go on a trip to Bang City. And, you know, if I'm single, I'm going to take on a trip to Bang City. I'm not an idiot. ha <laughs> ha. Back to the story. But that's the thing, man. I I really don't like the whole flirting game. I mean, if you're going to flirt with somebody, you know, flirt if, flirt if you mean it. You know, everybody knows the difference between somebody who's playfully flirting and someone who's flirting and, and making it look like they're available. Don't make yourself look really available if you're really not going to go and take a trip to Bang City with someone. You know, don't start, you know, the, the rubbing on the chest and the hee hee hee, hee And if I, am oh, I'm, I'm always free on Saturdays. And then when you ask them out, they don't want to go anywhere. And then you find out that they didn't want, they, they, they're both playing games. They just like the attention. Don't do that. Because that's a pain in the ass. You know what I'm saying? And I promise from now on, ladies, I, like I said. If I do any kind of flirting, it will be playful, light flirting. No serious flirting unless I actually would like to begin taking trips to Bang City with you. Because that's just wrong. I can't do that to people. And I can't stand when people do it to me. So I promise I won't do that. I haven't done that in a while. You know, I haven't flirted with anybody in a while without an intention to take them to Bang City. And I will not. I make a vow, damn it. From now on, if I flirt with someone... Um, uh, it's going to be because I mean it, unless it's that little punk flirting where everybody knows it's just punk flirting. That, you know, I don't count that crap. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, even though I don't really talk to that lady anymore. I hate when I, I hate, you know, isn't isn't it annoying when you, you kind of, you flirt with somebody and then you, you know, you know, you're not really going to do anything with them. And then you're like, Hey, I'm over that lady. I wanted to do the little flirting thing and have fun with it. And then you walk in and she's wearing a tank top and she's bending over and you're like, Oh Jesus Christ. Just when I thought I was out, that ass brought me back in. (laughs) In. (laughs) Did this segment get weird all of a sudden? I think it got weird. It got weird for me. And if it got weird for me, I know it got weird for you. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to end this shit. Segment over. Well, folks, this has been this episode of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. Yeah, that's right. It's over. It is over, my friends. And I want to thank you for spending this time with me. I really, really do. Thank you to all my new bastards. And thank you to all my old long-term bastards. Much love to everybody. Before I go, I just want to say, if you're not following me on Twitter, what the hell is wrong with you? Get it done, you bastards. And if you want to follow me at Twitter, it's at sAnthonyThomas. And I think you should also follow the Twitter for the show. And it's at S. Anthony says both on Twitter and do it because I said so. Uh, for those of you that are new and you don't know the email address, if you want to send an email to yours truly, please do so at the S. Anthony says podcast at Gmail dot com. For those of you that have sent wonderful uh, compliments and all that kind of stuff and declarations of love and devotion. I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I w- like, seriously, I, w- I want to thank you guys for giving me the time. I really appreciate it. There's a it's a, it's a growing audience and um, and I think it's growing mainly because of a uh, word of mouth from my uh, my beautiful bastards. And I appreciate all that you do for me. I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate your retweets and reblogs and all of those things. And I appreciate you listening. I really, really do. And I look forward to talking to you next week. So, my friends, I'm about to get the hell out of here and go on with the rest of this weird-ass week that I got to live. And I want to say one last thing to you. You know what I'm about to say. If you're old, you know how this is ending. If you're new, listen to me say this, rewind it, and then say it with all the rest of us at the same time because I say the same thing to close the show every time. And what is it? S. Anthony. Outta. While I've been here